part, 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 part two. Oh. Hey. Anti-magic field boogaloo. There we go. It's Welcome happened. back to the Credit Fire to and Dice podcast. <laughs> Hopefully the climax of our whole adventure here in the Elemental Plane of Earth. We'll see if anybody dies. We are recording this in the same session as the previous episode and assuming everybody knows exactly what's going on. So we're going to jump right on into it. So you guys are traveling down the hallway that leads deeper into the plane of Earth, <clears throat> deeper into Mount Sizo. A earthquake could come at any time, swipe you off your feet, knock you off your balance. The arc or the hearthstone uh, keeps you protected for now, but who knows how long that will last. At the end of this hallway, as you guys are all gently floating down here, touching off the walls as you do, just to keep yourself centered in the middle, you see that there's a dim light coming from the end of the tunnel that leads further into the mountain here. As you guys approach, you slow yourselves down, Minerva keeping an arm on everybody to make sure that everybody is keeping nice and quiet as to not give away your advantage of uh, a potential element of surprise. You guys see in front of you, there is a vast cavern reminiscent of the aviary, but very, very different. You are standing on the precipice of a large pit that runs about 200 feet across in diameter. There are little lights and scaffolding that are down within the pit itself, but nothing that comes up toward the level where you're at. So no way to climb down or climb up, per se. The walls are sheer. <clears throat> you stand at this precipice, and glancing down into the pit, you can see green specks of light as hulking earth elementals are gliding around, supervising an excavation. You hear the p sound of picks and uh, iron on stone reverberating from out within the cavern the mines themselves look to be or the miners themselves look to be bizarre creatures the light gives off a purple glow from each of them and you can see some of them are humanoids some of them are a little more wonky elemental shapes some of them are even some of them are even animalistic yet you see all of them have large purple crystals that are protruding from their bodies in various degrees. <clears throat> some of them have them coming from their back, some from their arms, some even out of the top of, the, of their head, like mutants. As you take in the scene, you guys see there's a green-eyed earth elemental, red ruby in his chest, that runs or walks over, glides over, and grabs one of the miners by the arm and drags them away from the wall towards the center of this room. You guys see this miner looks mostly humanoid, but you see his arms and back and legs are all covered by these large purple crystals, more so than the other miners that are here. Your eyes are drawn towards the center of the room where there are two colorful piles of shiny, uh, shiny rocks in the center of the dig. One is a small pile of what looks to be precious uncut gems, and the second is a massive pile of these similar purple crystals that look like uh, the ones that are on the miner's body. The miner doesn't struggle at all against the earth elemental, but walks over and stands on a little platform hunched over just above the crystal pile. The hulking elemental lumbers over to a small lever by the platform and yanks it down. From this distance, it's hard to really make out what's happening, but you see what looks almost like a whirring buzzsaw fly up out of the ground and start making rapid incisions all over the miner's back. You hear, ah, ah, as the miner's cries ring out in pain and the scream is heard reverberating around the cavern. The crystals fall off of his body and into the pit within seconds, and the miner slumps over in exhaustion. The earth elemental picks him up from the back of his neck and drags him back over to the wall, shoves a pick back in his hand. 
right after he does this, you see on the far wall, there is a gate that leads into a tunnel that opens up. There, you hear a sort of metal on metal sound of almost like a rail cart. But as you look, you see it's a metal giant sphere, probably four feet in diameter, that comes rolling down towards the center, down a track. And as the sphere rolls to a stop in position, um, the earth elemental that's supervising here walks over, undoes a latch and opens it up and you see it's an empty container. And he begins loading in these crystals into this container. As you guys are also standing here, you see rising right next to him, a dark haired figure in blue robes coming up from the ground. Her legs look just like Cleese, the constantly moving earth that is melding with the ground underneath, creating like a little small dust cloud. And she is strikingly similar in every way, except that she wields an axe instead of a mace. She's clutching at something around her neck and says, get these loaded up right away and be on the lookout. We are expecting company at any time. You see, she disappears into the floor and the earth elemental kind of grunts and uh, keeps loading the crystals into here. It only takes a few seconds and then uh, closes up the sphere and gives it a big push as the ball rolls away into darkness down the tunnel. You guys see there's a ledge that leads all the way around the side of this pit and that there is another entrance into the mountain on the other side of this precipice from where you're standing on. And from what you can tell, this path up here does not seem really to be guarded in any way. So, there you go. Is there anything up? Looking up? Yeah. Uh, it is a rough, uncut uh, ceiling that rises at least 100 feet above you. Oh, okay. But there is a uh, system of lights that is strung all around here, lit by some sort of natural luminescence we're all inside the magic field right so message would be moot moot okay uh i think we should go across i mean i guess i'll whisper i think we should go to the other tunnel yeah that would be a good place to start well lead the way we fly Uh, so yeah why don't you fly across with us yeah so still in the you know megazord formation Kind of, we're all humped together or lumped together in this tiny. Uh, Actually, maybe we should go around the edge. I don't know. Hmm. Can we go through the hole and peek around the corner? Is there a corner? You said. I thought it was just a tunnel, right? Yeah, but we have to fly across the whole big open pit. Oh, underneath or, us or around it. Yeah, let's uh, let's try to go around i'll yeah i'd follow your lead so i'd just let you push me around maybe going slowly (laughs) like using the the wall i assume it's pretty dark up here like all the lights are down below right no brad said there's a luminescent light around everywhere the edge it's they look like they're glowstones built into the walls i see not just where the miners are um maybe we should go across fast i have an idea I don't know if this would work very well, but hear me out. We still fly, but one of us lowers, uh, I look at Minerva and I go, uh, Lloyd, uh, 
down outside of the magic field on our rope that we have. And uh, you can uh, make a little cloud cover a little bit. Make it look like maybe some some dust from the uh, mining has risen up here. And we can pass probably with a little more obstruction of view. I nod and I think, you know what? I think that's a great idea. Who's got a rope? I think I think Hirak would have one. Okay. So yeah. I, I, you hand it to me and I tie it around my waist and hand Marcus the other end. And I kind of push my way down. Uh, to the edge of the field. And I and I whisper, hang tight. Okay, so then as I reach the edge of the field, gravity takes over and I start to fall. And I kind of, uh, uh, I would imagine that you lowered it out so I didn't like fall and then go like, yeah. So, yeah. so I just kind of hang there. And as soon as I'm out of the, f- the field, and, and I would just be up against the wall at this point, I'm going to cast Silent Image here. And so I'm going to um, kind of uh, wave my hands, rub my fingers together, and after glancing up at the the roof of the cavern, I'm gonna create uh, basically the best way to describe it would be like a blanket that matches the roof, and it's gonna be below us in a 15 foot square. So it's just it's basically a a, a camouflage, a magical camouflage. Uh, rock that sort of is gonna I'm gonna shift as we move across the mm. and I'm as soon as it appears you guys can't see through it either so uh, you just gotta trust him so you, like as soon as you would see it then that's basically the signal that here I, you could start flapping across mm. all right the image of the ceiling takes effect underneath you almost like a hallucinatory hallucinatory terrain Exioc, as you dangle below, creating this, you see that everything looks like it's okay. You don't even see anybody glancing up at you. But as you're looking down, all of you get a great look at these poor miners that are slaving away, wills completely broken and being used not only just for their bodies, but also uh, for whatever purpose these uh, uh, genies have for them. As you fly over, you're scanning around looking for any sort of familiar faces, but doesn't look like anybody down here resembles anybody that you guys know. You guys do make it to the other side of the cavern. No issue. Nice. Epic. So uh, you guys get across and pull me up. Yeah. Mm. And we move on into the next tunnel. I'm nervous it's going to take a bit to find Nicky Mub and uh, Marcel. Well, let's keep moving. Yeah, agreed. You guys continue forward through this part, not touching the walls of the ground as little as you can, hoping that your presence here has gone unnoticed. <clears throat> through this part, I'm going to need everybody to make a stealth check. Okay. All right, Exioc. <laughs> but it is going to be at advantage because of the precautions you guys have taken. Nice. Well, I get to roll again. The first one was great. Ooh, I have I a dirty a good 20. One too. I also got a dirty 20. Here I got a 25. I've got a 21. Nice. And Minerva also rolled pretty well. Yay. So you guys are working as a cohesive unit here, bouncing off the sides and not making much of any impact on the walls around here at all. The tunnel here is very rough and unhewn, very unkempt, and it doesn't look like the ground here 
is flat. It looks like whoever was barreling through here was just doing a haste job of it. And the tunnel kind of swerves to the left and the right, uh, meandering almost like a river through stone. Is it going down? It is going kind of straight up and then it goes down a little bit and then it goes uh, to the left and the right. It's kind of all over the place and it would be kind of a pain to climb some parts of it if you guys weren't in a zero gravity environment. Ah. As you guys do fly through here, you see a quick flash of purple light come from a tunnel that protrudes off to the left and you guys hear a voice reverberating off the tunnels as a tiny little voice screams out, Ow! Hey, you cut that out right now, you dung big boulder. <laughs> Yay! Why don't you let me out of this cage and I'll show you what numbs do with ugly piles of rock. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Minerva kind of laughs to herself and she says, It's good to hear its voice. <laughs> so wholesome. All right. Let's go. Okay, yeah, he says you guys, to the left, yeah. Yeah, Let's you go. guys quickly follow down in there. And, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting stared at by a couple of children. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. You guys turn down the corridor and <clears throat> start going down into it. You can see there are footprints that are here in this little uh, entryway. And the door is made of stone it's just a giant boulder that's been placed in the front of this door here and you can hear the muffled <laughs> sounds of nikki Mup from the other side going hey you get your dirty hands off i don't belong in a cage you get me out of here right now or else i'm gonna sick my revenge upon you and let me trust you you're not gonna like that one bit standing between you and nikki Mub is this giant boulder so mm. is there anyone else in the area you can't see anyone. It's a single tunnel that just leads to a dead end, but you see little uh, purple light coming through the cracks of the stone that are blocking off the entrance. So here. does it? we could push it forward is how it appears, or we would push it to the side? Either way. It looks like it was placed from the other side. Hmm. Well, do we wait until until the guard leaves, or do we just go in? I say we should go in. That's my vote. It's going to make a lot of room or a lot of noise moving that big old door, though. Do you think we can even move it, or do you think we have to break it down? Well, it was put here. I'm sure we can move it. I uh, instinctively, like, crack my knuckles and start mm -hmm. getting amped up a bit. I, uh, I'd i like to just hand him... Oh, wait, no, he already has something that does that. Never mind. Uh, He's talking so about yeah. Chunker. Let's, let's yeah. heave this thing. One, two, three. With all of your combined strength, especially with Mason and the anti-magic field, you guys are able to get the inertia going enough to start it moving. Your uh, anti-magic sphere protrudes enough to cover the entire radius of the boulder and much of the room on the inside as well. As you push the boulder forward, you see more cracks of light start streaming in and you guys catch a whiff of something too that almost smells like dust and like uh, earthy soil smell, but if it was mixed with gasoline. Ooh. And uh, you guys managed to push it through as this purple light kind of permeates through and uh, almost blinds you a little bit from being in the dark for so long. As you guys 
are now in this room. It looks almost like a giant bird cage in its shape where mm. it's flat on the ground and then domed as it gets up towards the top. You see hanging from the ceiling are about seven cages that are at different lengths. Only two of the cages have anybody in them at this point. It is Nicky Mubb and Marcel mm. who are hanging roughly 30 feet above the ground up high in these cages. You see in the center of the room, uh, anchored from the ceiling, there is a sort of strange device that has a, it's like a vat, I'd say, of this purplish liquid that is inside of it. And you see tubes and pipes extruding out from it, going into the tops of all of the cages. Hmm. And uh, coming down around uh, Nicky Mubb and Marcel, you guys see a fine little mist of this purplish liquid that is being sprayed upon them. Is there anybody else in the room? There are more people in this room. So, yeah, I would push into the room as soon as I could fit through the gap. Right. We're going for speed here. Standing here in the center of this room, staring right at you guys as their boulder has moved, are two humanoid figures that stand at roughly 14 feet tall. They have enormous clubs in their hands and are wearing uh, almost like a toga. You see their skin is like a dull, like blue-gray kind of color. And they uh, each have on a pair of glasses out of all things. And they are, uh, one of them looks like it's busy uh, adjusting some sort of alchemical device or alchemical device, just reaching up and finagling with it. And the other one looks at you and kind of nudges him and says, Oi, we got a company just like the boss said. And they are going to take down their clubs and plant their feet in the ground and brace for impact. So roll initiative. Depends on what happens next. Oh, <sighs> Are they, so they're humanoid, they're not rock monsters? No. Nope. Do, do they have purple fact, crystals I, on them? They do not. Oh, interesting. Huh. Uh, I'm going to say, a... I'm going to say, well, adventurers, I think we, uh, I think we uh, found the wrong room. <laughs> can, can I do a nature check to see Because I, I would be the first are? one in there, right? Uh, you can do a nature check, Eric, if you want. I don't know if this would be a nature check or insight, but whatever. Eh, we'll call it nature. Oh, that's a natural 20. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. Oh. Wow. That's, I Good think that's my second nat 20 of the... Nice. No, except the sitting down recording. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this, These two people here are stone giants. Oh. I I don't know. This is my first time playing D&D. I don't know what that is. Well, they're just—they're like. They have what the name? Uh, they're like really big, really big people that have usually pretty poor tempers. Yeah. No. And they're not stupid by any means, but they're also not really smart. <laughs> okay. Right. But they—they okay. are—but they're very strong. Okay, so I'm gonna say, my friends and I were looking for. Uh, well, we're traveling through, and we were looking for a latrine, and we stumbled <laughs> on this place. Now we're rolling for initiative. Dang yeah, it! I was about to say. <laughs> Not even a persuasion check. Not. No, are you kidding me? No Not with justice, that. Mom. <laughs> Whatever. I, I agree with Brad on this one. That was. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty poor. Uh oh, wrong dungeon. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, 
it's worth a shot, okay. Uh, Maybe if they were hill giants. I think there are other shots to be made. Hirak rolled a four. Six. Eighteen. Marcus, you've been itching for a fight. Yeah, I was worried I was going to be the only one up in the front for a while. For so a now we got turn, one. Though. Yep, go for it. Yep, Um. so I run my full speed out of the... Or, like, push off my full speed out of the magic thing. <laughs> Land and do a barrel roll as uh, Toby activates outside of the uh, field as well. And he's also going to, like, roll out with me. Oh, that's so cool. Like a transformer. Mm-hmm. Like a... That's, like a big, no, Bakugan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, the second gravity takes effect, I do a tuck and roll. Mm. Yeah. The moment that Toby leaves the sphere of influence, he whirs back to life. His body immediately tucks and rolls, and he went from being a lifeless automaton to being a ninja cat. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yep. And I am going to bonus action pull out my whip, and I am going to attempt to hit these guys twice. Or uh, whichever one. I'm going to say right one. The right one that tapped the guy's shoulder. 18 on the die, which brings it to a 27. And that was the lower one. The higher one was a nat 20. There you go. Holy crap. There we go. I'm going to roll the normal one first. So the normal one is... Do I need to separate psychic damage by any means? You do not. Oh! And on a crit, they're stunned. Oh. Mm. oh, rough. Yes. Until, the, until the end of their next turn. Oh, what? Man. Yeah. Oh, That's something that, that this was... whip... That, yeah, Brad, thank you Get for off. not reading things that I said to you. Uh, so the first bit of damage is... Oh, gosh. Fif, uh, 15 points of damage. Holy. And then uh, the okay. crit... <laughs> That's not even the crit, dude. No, not great roll. Well, I mean, the two of them are great, but the other two are pretty weak. Uh, it is uh, 20 points of damage. Ooh, baby. Wow. So, and he is stunned. So I just did 35 damage, and that guy is stunned. Huh. Does that mean he can't move during his turn, or what does that mean? Yeah, it means he basically skips his turn. Nice. Do we get advantage when attacking him? You get advantage on attacks because he's considered incapacitated or stunned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He would, uh, everybody would get advantage if they go before him. But are they next? No. So the uh, I split up their initiative um, just because they're both pretty powerful. So uh-huh. the other one is going to come and he is going to attack the one that just attacked his brother up in the front line, Jeffrey. I was about to say. <laughs> First attack is at disadvantage. Toby, Toby, yep. Toby. Oh. They do get a plus nine to hit, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I know. 19 and a natural one. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Toby oh, rip, sees the oh. attack coming in straight for it, is so tired of not being able to move around, and jumps up and freaking parries this giant club out of the way and lands on one foot. Just because he can. Oh, that's <laughs> Second attack coming in. Yep. At you, boy. Ha. It's going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, how much does it hit by? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it hits me by two. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Real interesting. <laughs> Why do you say that? 
No reason. Uh, it's going to be 20 points of damage to you, sir. Wow. Wait, what? I rolled pretty high. As this club comes and clocks you for the second time, almost knocking you off of your feet. Can we get an HP check on uh, on Marcus? I'm okay. <laughs> I could take another club, He's but fine. I'd rather not. He's fine. Yeah, Mason, if you're feeling that upset about it, why don't you do something about it? It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. Frick. Yeah, so um, at sight of uh, our captured compatriots, I turn and look at Exioc, uh with a knowing stare as he sees me burst into a flying fit of rage yes. like never seen before by the group ah. uh, at this point. And I charge with my, um, this time, Warhammer drawn. And I'm going in for two attacks. On the stunned one or the non-stunned one? Whatever attack. No, you, sh- you should do, you should do the stunned one. Whichever one. That yeah. was the non-stunned one. But like yeah. in character right. yeah. though. I respect it. I'll allow I mean, it. He can give himself advantage if he wants. And I think I will. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, you're right. I'll do reckless attack. Oh boy. Because character moment. Character moment. <laughs> you saw your brother. I got a 20. What? Oh, Nat- Wait, a natural 20? Well, the problem is, yeah, it was a natural 20. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I did um, reckless attack, and I got a 16 and a 20 oh, on rough. the first one, but then a 2 and a 2 <laughs> on the next. Hey. <laughs> Classic. Classic. In total, that is only 21 Hey, that's damage. still something. Only. <laughs> that's still something. It's it's not uh, a brutal. You take a whatever. giant swing at this guy's kneecap, and he almost buckles to the ground. But these guys are thick, and let me tell you, you guys are on average like five feet tall, and these guys are fourteen feet tall. So they are like right. three times your size, and Exioc more like eight times your size. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are huge. They're, they're called seven. giants for a reason. Okay. Mason, that is your turn because you use your bonus action to rage. So you are. Standing next to the one that attacked Marcus, or yeah, and so the four of you guys are all kind of close together. The stone giant, uh, first guy, is going to have his turn and is no longer stunned, but does not get to take his turn, which takes us down to Minerva. Ooh, let's see what she does. Go off, Minerva. Mm. You guys let's see go. Minerva's eyes flash with a green light, not unlike that of the elementals and you see she says i've had enough of this give me back my gnome and she is going to cast grasping vine grasping vine you conjure a vine that sprouts from the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range when you cast the spell you direct the vine to lash out a creature within 30 feet of you the creature must make a deck save or be pulled 20 feet toward the vine until the spell ends you can use the vine to lash out at the same creature or another creature as a bonus action on your turns so she is going to lash out at the stone giant that just attacked marcus and pull him into the sphere and he is now under the effect of the anti-magic and you see she jumps up with herself before she does that and yanks him up 30 feet into the air so he is now you see minerva takes a jump and is now hovering at the top casts her uh 
uh, grasping vine, yanks him all the way over to the sphere, uses his momentum to pull him upward, and he is now floating 30 feet off the ground. <laughs> and you see she pushes off the wall, gives him a kick in the sternum, drops him out of the anti-magic sphere onto the ground, giving him... Oh, that is awesome! <laughs> Yo, That huh? is full Spider-Man! This is awesome! Gamer moment? How does fall damage work? Is it like an... Uh, yeah, and I yeah. rolled super high. That was 22 points of damage. Nice! Mm-hmm. Uh, he like falls back <laughs> so he lands like, on, like his head. on his upper neck back and you see she lands back into the anti-magic sphere and gradually lands back on the ground still has the vine whip out ready quick question would this man have landed and um, gone prone I'll give him a deck save <laughs> Jeffrey's squeezing every last little bit of help uh, he would have landed on his feet sorry Boo. Um, dexterous dang. rock giants and you see that she is like smiling about that and then like as soon as she enters back into the sphere you see she like smacks her forehead as she drops concentration on the spell because she can't cast spells from within it so <laughs> but it looked really cool in the moment and she did 22 points of damage to that guy I like it alright <laughs> and extra style points as well from the that was epic so that takes us Pat yourself on the back, Brad. Uh, that takes us down to Exioc. Um. So is he? He's on the edge of the correct field now. And is somebody close? Hirak to him? is, and you are. Can we? Can I talk? Oh, out of I am. Turn or how does that work? You can. You're still within the anti-magic sphere, though. Could I? Okay. Uh, even though it's Exioc's turn, is the. Are Nicky Mub and Marcel locked up there, or are they just in cages? I mean, they're locked in cages up there. I was gonna say, Exioc, uh, hey, let's fly up there and let's let's uh, let's call in some support. Uh, fine by me. I want to examine the the their cage closer. Do I think that I would be able to like cut their cage or cut like a piping or something if I were to throw a dagger? It would be pretty rough. So it's yeah, like chain, it's, right? It's, it's not chain like and copper tubing. Oh, copper tubing? Okay, yeah. then I wouldn't yeah. be able to. Okay, then I'll uh, hold my action for... Or actually, can he fly uh, up there uh, by... Like if he if he takes the hearthstone and then does a big jump? Yeah, I was thinking we could just launch Exia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I could throw him just up there. Uh, sounds good to me. These guys are too big. Uh, I'll put my hand out mm. for the hearthstone. Uh... And here I hands it to me, and I jump towards uh, Nicky Mub's cage. And when I get there, I'm going to pick a lock. Ooh, all right. You, like, full-on Superman this thing. Go straight up towards the cage and land right on top of it. Nicky Mub looks at you and says, Well, I'll be. When I saw you in the river <laughs> flying out there before, I thought I was hallucinating. But here you are right in the flesh. Exioc, my friend, it is so good to see you right now. I thought I was deader than a doorknob. <laughs> Well, I appreciate your sacrifice there, friend. Oh, hey, think nothing of it. You know, we were all dead anyway, so I figured it might as well just be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I let out a little chuckle as I uh, as I quick work with my fingers at the lock. All right, go ahead and give me that uh, lock pick check. That is a crit 20, hey. 26 what? total. Oh, my. 
I, I, <laughs> so as I'm working with the lock, I, I, I uh, feel like it's going really well, and I'm like, Marcus, I think that book is working. <laughs> Picking locks of dummies, very nice. As a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good reference. Man, you guys are getting all your 20s out of the way early. This is great. All right, so. No. This is not great. <laughs> the door swings wide instantly. As you bring up the sphere here, you see that the purple mist that has been coming over Nicky Mub is uh, now like a dull gray color as it like was a wave effect of taking out the color from this thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. And Nicky Mub like, like brushes what? it off him and says, man, I don't know what the heck that stuff was, but it was not doing good things to my pores. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I let out a, a, another chuckle and I say, welcome to the fray. And I put out my hand uh, as if to shake it. If he, if he grabs it, I'm going to uh, like uh, motion him slowly or like move him slowly towards the bottom of the field so he could drop out and All right. help he us says, out. He says, hey, you better go help Marcel out. He's not in as good of a condition as I am. You look over and you see Marcel is actually unconscious in the cage over there. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's okay. my turn. Uh, bonus action, anything? I, can I use a cunning action to dash over yes, to can. Marcel's cage? Oh, All right, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, you're over there, and you see he is unconscious, and uh, you have taken the uh, color out from that as well, but you see he's got little uh, purple crystals growing out of his knuckles now. Yo. Oh, no. I'm going to say, Marcel ain't looking too good, and I'm going to start working right, on the next it. lock. That takes us down to Hirak. You are now outside of the sphere of the anti-magic zone. Yeah, I'm going to cast, well, first Bardic Inspiration on, Yay. let's say, uh, let's say Marcus. Ooh, um, there you go. And Your I'm going to say, uh, Marcus, it's great. Thank you for the sword. I'll be able to use it <laughs> one of these days. But for now, I think you should use that big, uh, big whip thing that you're using. <laughs> <laughs> you are inspired objectively. <laughs> yeah. Inspired uh, and for my real action, I'm gonna cast vicious mockery on the uh or actually dissonant whisper on the uh the one that is Ooh. most hurt. I don't know which one that would be. I think the left one. Is that right? Uh yes. Okay. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whisper. I'm going to say, Look here, Mountain Face. We came here for for two things. To chew <laughs> bubblegum and kick Mountain Faces. And we're all out of bubblegum. <laughs> uh, joke's on you. He gets a plus four to his wisdom save. Ooh. I rolled a five. Gosh dang it. Big boy. Uh, nice. All nice. right. So he takes damage and moves 10 feet away from you. And he's like, no, not the face. Not, not, not the face. Not the face. <laughs> starts backing away. How much damage does he take? 3d6. So let me roll that real quick. You got it. So that's eight points of damage. And he Very nice. moves away. <clears throat> All right. And it's compelled movement. So no attacks of opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Marcus, that is you. Well, now that the one has run away, I'm going to 
just hit this guy twice with my magical whip. So I rolled a, a natural six. I think I'm going to use my bardic inspiration on that. Uh, and so that brings it up to... So I rolled six, and then plus five, and then plus nine. So that's dirty uh, now a dirty hit. 20. Wow. Nice. And the, the other one's a 21, so... I wanted to make sure I hit this guy. Thank you for that inspiration. I can't stay up here. Uh, and so the first hit is going to be 14 points right. of damage. And the second hit is going to be 12 points of damage. Okay. <clears throat> and then as a bonus action, I'm going to tell Toby to All sick right. him. Sick Toby. And Toby gets a 9, nine does not to hit. hit. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's close. It's, it's his first time back. Give him a break. He'll get you see that. Toby's like kind <laughs> of working out back. the kinks in his armor and just kind of... Yeah. No, it's is a dog, he a dog now? now? It is. It is. Oh, yeah, he's okay, a dog with mind. spikes. I take back. Woof. We'll call him Spike. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's, his name is Spike right now. <clears throat> the one that uh, had turned and run away, uh, he is no longer compelled to run away and so he is going to come straight back into the fray and you see he kind of adjusts his spectacles his glasses a little bit kind of takes a ponder as he's looking around the room and his eyes narrow down on minerva and he's going to take two swings so he does get off one hit she dodges the other one okay she takes 23 points of damage from that wow <clears throat> but minerva even though she just uh, took that major hit, she kind of just, you know, shrugs it off. And she's like, that all you got, Rockface? <laughs> not the face, uh, not the face. <laughs> that will take us down to Mason. Is Nikki, is Nikki Mub after Exioc, or I have yet to roll him into initiative, but I should do that because he's now technically out of the cage. So, Yeah, Brad's right. playing four people there we now. Go. I got Nikki Mub in order. All right. I, uh, hear, was it Exioc, you mentioned Marcel, right? Yeah. I hear yep. that briefly, uh, during the heat of battle, and it just sends me into more of a flying rage, and I just want to swing at the closest enemy next to me, so. Doing that, I just rolled a one, so let's use Reckless no. Attack. <laughs> you gotta announce Reckless Attack ahead of time. Retcon? Retcon check? <laughs> Retcon check. Just because he's our guest, it makes Ooh. it makes character sense. He would be recklessly attacking. Yeah. So first one is a twenty yep. dirty. The other is a twelve. Yeah, twelve does not hit. Twenty does. Rip. With a total of. All right. And is this going to be on the one that uh, was stunned or was not stunned? Whatever's closest to me. It'd be the one that's yeah, stunned. I think I sent me. the non-stunned one back. Yeah, the non-stunned one is after Minerva, which means the other one is after you guys now. So, got it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. They're both looking about... Uh, they're both looking hurt. Not like death door hurt, but pretty hurt. That takes us down to the first stone guy. And he is going to take two swings down at you, Mason. With advantage mm-hmm. because of reckless attack. Yep. The oh. first one will be Toby. normal. Toby is up here. That's what he would do. That is a hit. Oh my gosh. 
and a natural 14. Uh, so that's also going to hit. So two hits on you, sir. Mm, as in 14 and you have modifiers? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Is that 14 plus 9? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, this so that's going to be 18 divided by 2 to get give you 9 points. Ain't nothing. Uh, 11 thing. divided by 2 to give you 5. Wow. We're getting yep. really lucky with rolls. Jeez. Barbarians, man. Let me tank. Let me tank. Trust me, I will. <laughs> that takes us down once again to Minerva. You see that she is going to look at you here. I can say, uh, close your eyes, dear. I don't really want you to see me like this. Hirak, uh, you peek through your feathered fingers <laughs> and see that she hunkers down and turns into a brown bear and is going to come charging after these guys and try to help out Mason with some of the tanking. So she is going to make two attacks, and those are both going to hit. Dang, natural 18, natural 15. So that is going to be quite a bit of damage. All right, good job, Minerva. And that's going at the one that just attacked her. Hurek thinks Minerva is the coolest person ever. Exiocat, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, pick the lock here. That is a That will also total. unlock it. You are good to go, sir. <laughs> I'm going to see what's wrong with him. <laughs> so I'm going to inspect him closer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Am I able to, like, if I, like, you know, shake him check. or do anything? Okay. Yeah, I'll do a little medicine check here. Uh, okay. Nine. Uh, you know that he's afflicted by something and... Probably had something to do with the mist that was coming down on him. Marcel's got a little bit lower constitution than Nicky Mub, so he succumbed to, succumbed to the effects a little bit quicker. But you don't know exactly what's wrong with him. Well, my first thought is that if I get him out of the mist, then that's gonna then that could potentially help. So I'm gonna grab him and I'm going to uh, jump down to to relatively behind the boulder, so that I can uh, uh, hide him from any. Uh, wild attacks that go awry or something and i'll lay him down there and i'm gonna say uh this man's unconscious he needs attention i'm on it minerva do we hear that or do we hear bear noises <laughs> oh true yeah, i forgot she was like she's that. a bear <laughs> or i guess here i could yeah, do something I was gonna say, then. keep actually i think i would say actually i take that back i would say i'd say something's wrong with him uh, Hirak, I Okay, need, but you're going to have to help. get him out of the magic sphere. Uh, I, uh, and with that, I'm going to take the dash action to run to the other side of the room, or push to go to the other side of the room, and then I'll have a flanking advantage. I'd like to also just shout out, let's deal with the elephant in the room first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, Hirak, that is your turn. <laughs> Looking to Mason as he's in a rage. I don't know if he'll respond in English or in grunts. Mason, is Marcel a good fighter? Is he? Should I help him right now, or should I help fight? He can't fight. Okay. Believe me. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, okay, in that case, uh, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whisper. All right, you got it. On the guy who's already up against the wall, so he doesn't go any further. And I'm going to say to him, Look here, Mountain Face, look. You're already losing. Why not just give up? Let's see if that works. Natural 19 on the dice. That's a success on him. Yeah. But he takes he, t he takes half damage, Dang. right? Uh, yeah, he does. He's, but he doesn't have to move. 
So. Okay. One, four, four. Weird, again. Okay, so it's nine divided by two. Four points damage. Four points. All right, every little bit helps. It is now Nicky Mub's turn. You guys see Nicky Mub crack his fingers and go, oh, I've been waiting a long time for this. <clears throat> and by a long time, I mean about 12 hours. You guys took a while to get here. Nicky Mub looks mm-hmm. down upon all of you and sees what's going on. He sees Minerva turn into a brown bear. And he's going to float just outside of the radius, drop down to the ground. It's make a dex save to take half damage from the fall, which he succeeds with a natural 20. Nice. Nicky Mub takes zero damage from the fall because that's my rule. My that's my rule. And you see he comes to a tuck and roll, ends in my like guy. a three-point landing, looks up and says, Hey, Minerva, you need some friends? Claps his hands together, opens it up, and two more brown bears spill into the mix. Yo! <laughs> He's going to cast Conjure Animals, insane. and the two brown bears are going to jump and start mauling at the uh, giants. <laughs> what the? So they can attack on this turn, right? Yep. This is insane. Oh, no, I roll initiative uh, yeah. to summon creatures. Okay, never mind. Not going to attack, but they are ready yep. to. But they all attack on the yeah. same initiative roll. And they roll a 17, so they're actually more than you. They're more yep. than me? I rolled a 18. I know. They have a plus two. 19. Oh, crap. Never mind. Yep, yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is okay. Nicky Muff's turn. Actually, which means it's their turn next, so they are going to attack. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, I love being the DM. It's great. There's so many, there's so many things to keep track of. And they're How okay. Many first, does Brad get to play? okay. Uh, first, Brown Bear is gonna make a, sla- a slash and a bite attack, and he's just gonna put out his club and parry the two attacks away. Second, Brown Bear is gonna attack, and natural twenty and a seventeen. Those are both going to hit. Ooh. Let's go, Bear. Natural twenty is going to do twenty-two points of damage. Oh Holy and Ow. eight, so that's thirty bear. points of damage from that brown bear. Hey, from the first bear, from the second bear, the first bear missed. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, bit up and attacked, and he attacked the one that was stunned, and he is looking real hurt, like death door kind of hurt. Uh, you see, this brown bear jumps up, takes a swipe, mauls at him, and he says, "Hey, Minerva, bet you couldn't do that." Does a little shake. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, it is now your turn. Okay. Well, in seeing that, I'm going to just uh, try to finish this guy off with one of my attacks. Uh, and that will not probably not do it. I rolled a natural 2. And the other one is a natural 19. So that definitely will hit. Um, and I do uh, 14 points of damage. Marcus, how would you like to do this? Oh! Nice! I just like the... Uh, the whip to like wrap around uh, his leg, and then I would just like to yank it. And as I yank, like the the tendril or like the tendril uh, like stick into him, and then his body just falls to the ground as I pull him towards me. Mm. And it hits the ground hard. Even though he's got a thick skull, you can see it knocked him unconscious, and he's bleeding out. That takes us down to the other stone guy. Unless you got something else you want to do with Toby. Oh, Toby. Go get the other guy, <laughs> and I'd like Black him to—I'd like him to stand next to Bear Miner. Uh, is anybody else within melee of that guy, or is it just Bear Minerva that is within uh, melee just, of him at the just moment? Just Bear Minerva. Okay, he's going to stand next to her. 
Minerva, uh, for sure. For and sure. he rolls a 16. 16? Rip. He does. He, that he's still getting the hang of to it. that stone guy. And he is going to analyze the situation that's going on here and is going to step Uh-oh. around Toby and take two swings at Marcus. Does he attack of opportunity? Take, attack of opportunity? Uh, he's going to not leave Toby's fear of influence. He's going to take one from Minerva. Minerva rolled a natural seven. That's going to miss. And now is going to take his two attacks at you. Is one of them at disadvantage? Technically, no, because I don't think I'm within five feet of Toby anymore. Uh, you are not. You sent Toby after him. So he's going yep. to make yeah. both yeah. of these attacks. Well, oh, make the first one first. Uh, natural 19 for that one. Cutting words. I cast cu- well, cutting words. Well, no, well, no, no, no. It's 19 plus 9. It's, give me 28 to so hit. So 28 to hit. So that go ahead, go, yes, go ahead and mind. hit. Okay. Cutting words wouldn't do enough. Though, oh, because it? you subtract like... You subtract a D something off of... That's right. I thought it gave disadvantage. 21 points of damage to you. So he takes the, I take the 21, and then my shield activates, and he gets bounced 15 feet away. <laughs> uh, does oh it have a restriction God. on the type of creature? Like, he's a huge giant, so... No, it does not. Ah, second nerve. Oh, my... Immediately after being hit by a melee attack, expend one of the shield's charges to push the attacker up to 15 feet away. That is it. There is no spell save DC. It is just that. You guys see this st- uh, stone giant takes a giant swing down at Marcus, hits the shield. Marcus buckles from under the weight, but you see there's an explosion of blue arcane energy as the giant gets flung backwards into uh, the wall right next to Bear Minerva who now hangs over his face. He's going to swing up at Bear Minerva with the second attack. Disadvantage uh, on still going to hit. Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, bears have like super terrible AC, but if it was a net okay, one... Okay, Bear maybe. Minerva gets out, knocked out of Bear Minerva form. <clears throat> Dang. Uh, but only takes a little bit of extra damage. Um, you see she's knocked out, but she's still on her feet and just grin- grimacing down at him. This guy is still on his feet, but like hunkering down on his knees. And he says, I'm just doing my job. Deal with the Tao if you're so upset about this conditions. You just hit me for 21. You think I'm just going to let you walk away now? I can't count that high. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mason, that is you. All right, I'm going to try and finish him off. I will say this time I'll do Reckless Attack. Okay. To please the almighty DM. (laughs) Okay, so in total for my attacks, I've got a 26 and a 24. Those both hit. Pretty good. Oh, baby. He's still pretty beefy, so we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, so that is 8 on the first one and... 14 on the other, 22. All right, he is still up. Swing Each of away, these baby. attacks like cut deeper into him, and he's like, cut it out. Uh, that takes us down to Minerva. <laughs> Minerva has been knocked out of bear form. She's not within the sphere anymore, and she's going to say, uh, fine, I'll burn a higher level. See what that does. 
You see she puts her fingers up in the air and dark black necrotic energy starts trickling across her fingers. Then she flicks her wrist and there is a dark beam of black lightning that stretches out and wraps around this giant. Epic. Dude, Minerva's insane. And I think... Okay, he gets to make a constitution save, which he's pretty good at. Believe it when I see it. Yeah, he rolled a natural 18, so he's going to take half damage. Dang it. Hirax still turns away. He doesn't like the sight of this. <laughs> Literally, Hirax yeah. still shielding his eyes. That's a lot of dice. I love it. Gosh. Got yeah, like six D10s over there or something? Uh, eight D8s. Oh, oh okay. Gosh. <laughs> but she take, but he, he takes half Holy. of that, which comes down to 18 points of damage, which... Uh, that was a 36 damage blast. <laughs> Could have been 37. Yep. You're down. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so that, he is still up, and he kind of just shrugs off the effects. And she says, sorry, I had to see that, dear. And that takes us down to Exioc. I'm going to... I would say that I'm... I would run up to him and put my knife to his All right, neck. you're still up with Marcel up 30 feet above the ground. Right. No, oh Marcel's my. on the ground behind the rock. Marcel's on the ground by the boulder, and I ran to the other side of the room, so I would be Jokes on you, close. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna run up, and before I, uh, I do my attack with my knife, I'm going to say, uh, give me one reason why I shouldn't just end you right Maybe now. Maybe I can save your pathetic friends. And I, and I look to the others to read their faces. What do I see? Hirak is... Do an insight check. <laughs> okay. Hirak doesn't want okay, to see okay, this okay. guy. Even though we were fighting him, he doesn't want to see this like guy on the ground die. It's an eight. So what do I? What kind of vibes am I getting from the, the, the crew? Can't really make out your uh, attempts for reason while I'm in a mad rage. Okay, so Casey's angry. I'm also angry. I just took a lot of damage from this guy. <laughs> Okay, so it's literally just here. Okay, then I'll then I'll attack here. <laughs> All right, go for it. Reading the room. Da, 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 da. This man specifically did a ton of damage to me. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's a twenty-one hits. to hit. You guys think attack? Maybe. Is it? I and also I'm attacking with my awesome dagger. So also I four. went back over the footage and I think we said like previously that it does poison damage, but it does not do poison damage. Is it psychic? Yeah. Oh rip! Yeah, it's uh, an extra d6 of psychic is all it does. Yeah, yeah. not the D4 of poison, oh. D6 of poison. Okay, 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 that's fine. 18 plus 1, 19 damage. Uh, <laughs> he is still up. Dang it! So I uh, I cut at his throat, but it's just not deep enough. I will attack with my offhand. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I will, I will. 17 plus 4, Thanks. 21. How do you want to do this? <laughs> so the first slash I take at his neck leaves a big gash and I see that it's not enough. So I uh, quick pull out uh, my small thr throwing dagger with my left hand and I plunge it into his shoulder. Uh, and he's still just sitting on the ground, right? <clears throat> he is. Yeah. Uh, and I say, you didn't help yourself much. And I, uh, does he say anything with he his says, dying breath? 
They're going to kill you. And he slumps to the ground. I pull my knife out and I'm like, not on my watch. I clean it off and uh, I say, well, unfortunately we didn't get any information out of him. Before Exoc even did all that, Hirak has already turned around and started walking towards Marcel. He didn't want to watch that go down. But he's going to go <laughs> cast uh, Healing Word on Marcel. I watch Exeox take down and then I run over to Hirak and Marcel's side. Brother. Uh, as you walk up and start to cast it, you feel a hand on your shoulder, Hirak. And you turn around and you see Minerva and she says, save your energy, friend. She reaches down and she's going to cast Cure Wounds on him. Nice. Hey. Very nice. Ooh, nice max spell. healing. Ayo. Yeah. Marcel nice. goes up to 14. Whoa, oh, what the? That's a max. Um, ha, what? How do I get this? <laughs> you have access to it, but you... Uh, what? Oh, wait, no, I, I did that wrong. Sorry, 12. Yeah, healing word is like All emergency right. situations. And you see yeah. she picks him up and holds him and uh, cast cure wounds on him and you see he coughs and come, his eyes start fluttering back to life and he you see between his pebble encrusted hand there are little uh, specks of purple crystal poking out from around the knuckles and he kind of looks at it and plays around with it and he says hey brother uh, pretty good look don't you think <laughs> <laughs> how are uh all it's the other not people feeling. Would you guys like to take a short rest? I, for one, could use a short rest, and I'm sure that everyone else here could as well. However, doing so here is a bit dangerous, unless we have some sort of protection around us. Someone would have to keep watch, and I don't know. I could keep watch. I'm feeling fine. Well, hey, I got a, I got a fun little thing. Uh, is this a time I can cast, cast Leomund's Tiny Hut? Oh, that that would work fine. Yeah, nice. Ritual? Yep. yep. Okay. Ten minutes later, you guys are within a yellow glowing hut. Uh, I search the bodies of the two stone giants for anything useful, a map or any trinkets that could find be useful. That is a 16 total. Okay, there's nothing on them per se other than little bits of cloth and string and of course they're giant clubs as you are floating around with the hearthstone examining um also you got to be careful to not put the hearthstone within range of hirak while this is going down right and I, i'm just keeping watch so i wouldn't yep. so as you're floating up to the alchemical devices and kind of sorting through everything you find this vat of this purplish liquid that uh, gets discolored when the stone is placed next to it and there's a lot of really interesting intricate alchemical uh wiring and piping and tubes and distillation and stuff that's like way beyond what you're used to seeing I would like to try to do an intelligence check of any kind to understand it. Because that's what I would have wanted to do. Uh, can I roll Maybe a right history check? Or, yeah, a history check to see if I would recognize any of the things from my time with the alchemist? Sure. You guys can both roll for it. Straight intelligence. Straight uh, intelligence. That's a crit 20, 22. Wow. Okay. Straight intelligence? Yep. Okay, he beats mine. Mine's a... Uh... 16. Yeah, whatever this is, is like a diffuser. And whatever this material is that you are having a hard time detecting, 
just because it's such a foreign idea. Uh, whatever uh-huh. it is, is been misused and convoluted and it is like using the pores in the skin to enter in and rework the bone structure of the people that are placed in these cages until the effect is permanent. Mm-hmm. So Nicky Mub was able to get out of there in time, but Marcel was starting to feel the effects of it. Uh, okay. Uh, I relay that information uh, starting with uh, just saying like, oh, I recognize this diffuser. I used one of these back uh, back on Unkdorgan, I should say. Do you understand it well enough to uh, disable it or uh, break it? <laughs> with that, I go. I take a a dagger to the the main pipe. We have we have something better for that, and I hold uh, the freaking what is it? Chunker. Chunker. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. I I I cut at the copper pipe that that is moving the fluid. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and that does it. There's uh, a quick spurt, but then the pressure is all gone, and it is now just motionless, and the diffusers turn off. Nice. Yeah, I actually had to do that to mine. <laughs> the experiment went awry. <laughs> and I, I float back down to the entryway. Uh, to be careful to stay away from the hut, and I sit in the doorway uh, keeping watch on the tunnel. Um, while we're on a short rest, I cast Song of Rest, play a little song, and everyone gets two health additional to their awesome. whatever hit dice you expend to. Nice. Um, while Marcel is kind of licking his wounds and recover, um, I come to him and say, Marcel, how did you... Uh, Marcel looks like he's about to answer, and you hear a voice behind you, oh, I can answer that one. And before Marcel even gets a chance to get a word off, you hear Nicky Mub just start going. Well, you see, I gave those elemental creeps a shake after I did a little bit of long strider action on myself. You see, barely made it out of there alive, as I might add. Uh, Things, uh, let me tell you, those things hit like a ton of bricks. I've just barely made it back to the camp when when that creep with the white hair and the gross rock legs, no offense, Marcus, uh, came with her goons and demanded payment for, you know, some sort of debt. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I never do. Let's be honest. They wanted to give like a good, strong workers for some reason. I mean, I kind of, figure out why you know with the mine and obstruction they got going on down here and Mar- with marcus being gone they were going to take marcel and the chief now i couldn't let that happen you see so i told the old witch she could stick her you know pointy axe where the sun didn't shine and you know here we are <laughs> hey uh <laughs> hey nicky mug uh yeah what's up don't ever change nicky mug like blushes for a quick second and he says <clears throat> I would say the same to you, but considering your wings are still broken, I reckon a bit of change in this might be in your near future. In fact, hey, Minerva here. Remember I told you about Minerva? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hi, Minerva. Isn't she, she is. so cool? She says, Nikki might be flat me. Thank you. <laughs> now, nah, let me tell you about the times we I... used to have in the Aragat Desert. Let me tell you, they were some amazing times. <sighs> we, Me and her, we wrangled this platted little one time. Just goes on for <laughs> ranting. Whoa, the spell is ending. Oh no! Looks like we have to get moving. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk. How about how about I walk back in and I say, "All right, everyone, feel rested." Yeah, I used I used five hit dice there to get back to full. Wow, Minerva's back up to full as well. 
All right, let's move. I was, uh, I was, I wasn't looking very good at the end of that fight. I, uh, I groan as Nicky Mub drones on, but I turn to Marcel and say, "It's good to see you're all right." Brad. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, no. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to. Let me have a touching moment. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I was in my oh, own that was world. it. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah. And well, Marcel looks up to you and smiles a little bit and says, "I knew you'd come for me." I just grunt in approval. <laughs> Brad, can I say that I I inspected the hallway a little more to see if there were any other branches? Uh, yes. And as you were going through, it looks like this was mined out and it reaches a dead end. It looks like this is as far as this place goes. Okay. And it just goes back to the main pit. Yep. Okay. So uh, I start just leading us back. Uh, just figuring that everybody will follow. And I start uh, talking. I'm like, all right. The only way forward is actually down. Uh, I think we do the same little trick we did earlier, but instead of going across the pit, we go down. Once we get down there, we'll have an element of surprise. They won't know we're coming. Yeah, sounds uh, good to me, I guess. Well, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Sounds good. I uh, I put a, I am like, Hirak, rope, and I tie it around my, my waist, and I uh, start... Uh, waving my hands as soon as I get to the edge and uh, form that blanket of um, roof, or, or not roof, uh, uh, ceiling rock uh, camouflage. And as you guys get closer, I start lowering myself down. You guys all descend like a giant Batman cape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming down. There's uh, so many of there's us There's so now. many of you. So how many people we got in this party? We got it's eight of us uh, total. Eight total? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get names. Uh, Nikki Bub, <laughs> Marcel, Minerva, Hirak, Exioc, Marcus, Mason, and Toby. Toby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, I, and so you guys are all up there, and I'm hanging and uh, just dangling. Uh, before, we, before we get all the way down, can I use my active perception? I want to see, well, one, if there's anyone... You know what the, kind of the situation going on, but also kind of looking in, at the gems in the walls. If there's any, I know you said there's like red and purple and green. I think we've seen so far, but I'm looking for diamonds specifically. Right. So uh, you see nice. that there's the purple pile of gems and crystals that lies in the center that's being harvested from the workers here, but uh -huh. also there's a smaller pile off to the side that look like they are more rough, precious cut gems, uncut gems. And just like a whole pile of them. And as you guys glide down, you land right on top of one of the earth elementals and make him go and uh, inert. But looking around here, there are two more earth elementals that are on duty. And they see you all coming down here and they are going to start stumbling towards you. As they do I so... I the gem. As they do so, they walk into the radius and are now both toppled unconscious. I, I pick up every single gem. Okay, you got now five of these rubies. Did nice. did those rubies do anything special when he walked outside the sphere in the in that bird cage room? Good question. No, they did not. Hmm. Okay. I was worried that you just forgot. <laughs> nope. Neutralized. And at the same time, all of the miners have not stopped what they're doing at all. They're just... Uh I'm going, going, I'm for going it. to go to the pile of precious gems. Okay. And oh, 
pocket a lot of them <laughs> but specifically right. looking for diamonds but also just whatever else yep you just grab a whole bunch of them and i will let you know afterwards how much you had but it's a lot nice is there any diamonds There's, i can crush up you can there is one that is like a rough cut see-through kind you're not sure if it's quartz or if it's diamond but it needs to be diamond dust in order for it to be effective. So you take it in the hopes, but there's only one of them. Okay. Well, maybe we'll, I don't know. Can I crush it now? Or how does that work? Can I use? You chunker? have to have, oh, chunker could work, but it have to be like, you, you would have to do okay, it like it. with uh, certain circumstances and like, you'd have to set up a little table and everything. Like it's, it's a process to make a diamond dust. Mm. Okay. So you can't do it here. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll keep it for now. Yep. Okay, uh, well, I I search frantically for doorway because I want to find this elemental rift. Yep. The only way out is through the place where the sphere came in where they loaded up the purple crystals. All right, I move to, to the entry and peer down. You can see that there are two rails that run uh, almost like a roller coaster that carry these balls deep within the heart of the mountain. It's it's like a minecart well, system, except like just balls on rails. I don't think we can do anything for these purple crystal people. I say we we follow the trail. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess we can. All right, so then I think we should go at a run. All right, so you guys start running, and the ground gives way underneath you right away. And you are just flying and hovering over inky darkness through this tunnel. Eventually, you bump into the ceiling and have to readjust yourselves. Everybody kind of holds arms and, and tethers together around this thing. You grab onto the railing and pull yourselves forward. This would be a lot more difficult if you weren't in a zero-gravity environment. But <laughs> considering that you have it, you guys are able just to guide yourselves along it pretty quickly. The path for this thing leads down up hills and turns and around corners and it's engineered in such a way that it's like a two-way track where it lets the balls preserve their inertia as they're going up and down engineered by someone who seems to be pretty smart and this is what you're like picking up marcus. especially on marcus is like how they don't have to have any sort of extra propulsion in order to get uh this to do what it's supposed to do and as you guys travel cool. through here you get getting deeper deeper into the mountain <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. you travel for what feels like an hour which probably closer to 10 minutes but still it's a very long distance as you are deep 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 within the heart of this mountain getting closer and closer to the center of it where you might suspect that the uh rift is as you guys are traveling through here you look up and you see dust start pouring down from the ceiling as the walls make loud <laughs> kind of vibrating noises. You can't feel anything, but there's an earthquake going on right now as you guys are here in the heart of this mountain and little pebbles start falling down. Luckily, it's structurally enough in sound that they don't, you don't have to worry about a cave-in, but it is the strongest earthquake you guys have felt to date. And it oh boy. is just setting the tone for what is about to come. You guys reach the end of the hallway where <clears throat> the rails continue on a straight path and glide to a rest. You see in front of you a bunch of silver balls, uh, silver spheres that are uh, already offloaded 
and a whole big bucket full of these purple crystals that are being taken care of by an earth elemental who is just mindlessly taking out one and putting it in the other. He's also got a red ruby in his chest and uh, the carts are being carried off down on a different track. As you guys get closer to here, uh, he notices you and Minerva kind of gives you a push Exioc forward or Hirok. Is Hirok or Exioc holding it? Uh, Hirak. Okay. All right. So Minerva gives you a push forward, Hirak, as the rest of you guys drop onto the ground and Hirak speeds towards him and renders him inert before he has a chance to react. I take the, I take the ruby inside or whatever, whatever it is. Minerva walks over, picks up one of the rocks, chucks it into the distance. It glows a little bit, but tumbles off. And she says, I don't think the rubies are what's keeping them alive, but we should just be sure that we're dispersing them to make sure. Okay, with that, I'll kick at the at the rocks. All right, yeah. Uh, Marcel gets in on a little bit too. Then Marcel looks up at you, amazed, and says, "So, uh, I'm sorry, but why are we going deeper into the mountain instead of out where it's safe?" <clears throat> We're getting these strangers back to their homeland. Ah, okay. I figured it was something like that. I just figured I'd ask. Also, why are we floating? Understandable. <laughs> These are strange times, brother. Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mason. That was awesome. I think I like the new you. I like these changes that we're seeing here. These are some positive <laughs> changes. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it. Please, let's get back to the task at hand. We can talk all we want when this is all over. Right. Uh, I figure we're taking on those crazy hack ladies. Um, yeah. I'm going to hang back here, if that's all right. Um, just, you know, yes. I, I'm I'm as bet, I'm the second best fighter in town, as you know, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's a far second. So I'm just going to hang back here, if that's all right. Um, mm. You guys see light flashing from around the corner and take a deep breath knowing what lies around that corner. And that is where we're going to pick up in part three. What? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my word. Wow. I w- wow. What a crazy episode. It is the end of the episode, though. And so now it is time to do what I love to do most, to shout out our wonderful denizens of Yetzirah, our patrons, the ones who keep us going through thick and thin. So... It is just me tonight, and if my voice seems like it's a little bit of lesser quality than usual, it's because I'm having to record this on my phone. So just bear with me, because we got a fun story in store for you tonight. So, when we last left our denizens, they had just thrown a welcome party for their new guests. The show had just started, and Liz, the rogue elven princess, announced, We are Chad's Nomads, and we welcome you to our show. A loud crash emanated from outside the tent, and the lights went off. Oh no, what could be happening? After a few moments of panic, the lights turned back on, and on the floor, in a pool of blood, is none other than Liz. <gasps> Gasps emanate throughout the room as people start to panic. Under his breath, Angelo, the strong, silent, turtle-type, whispers, There is a killer among us. Chad the Chad stood and shouted over the chaos, Yo, dudes and dudettes, like, chill out. We gotta solve this mystery. He reaches deep into his pocket and pulls out an orange ascot and ties it around his neck. All right, gang. Let's, like, split up and search for clues, bros. Sophie, the former official Destiny Tour Guide, 
already has her detective hat on. She ran over to the scene of the murder to look for preliminary forensic notes. A pool of blood around the neck. No signs of puncture wounds or blunt force trauma. The blood seems to be pooling around the neck area. Hmm. What could it mean? She set up a small room off to the side for interrogations. Once she had the room set up, she felt a tap on her shoulder. A tiny voice whispered, We got this. As Meg the Manic Pixie and Noah the Desert Paladin of Charismatic Swagger walked into the room, each wearing sunglasses even though it's totally dark outside. A single lantern hangs above a table as they call their first suspect. Derek, the one-eyed lizard folk from nowhere, slumps into the chair that is definitely too small for him. Meg slams her tiny fist onto the desk. Why did you do it, Derek? Noah grasps his sword and casts his own of truth on the ground. Derek seems to struggle for a second and says firmly, I would never. I love the theater too much. Meg slowly takes off her sunglasses dramatically. Checks out. He's clean. Meg and Noah are grabbed from behind as Tyra, the half-elf sorceress from elsewhere, rips open the curtain. In a low voice, she whispers, Guys, we have a situation. She leads them outside, where in a pool of blood right next to Casey's tent is Dakota, the exotic herbal specialist, with air quotes. Next to him, now soaked in blood, is a small desert owl that pecks slowly at his unmoving body. Sad. They go inside the tent to find Taylor, the know-how drow, with a knife to Casey, the wandering gypsy from Trashboro's throat. She screams at him, Tell me why you did it! The group rushes up and manages to pull her aside from Casey. Casey says, I, I didn't do it! I'm, I'm being framed. At this, though, Casey's eyes go white and a bit of drool hangs from his mouth. After about ten seconds, the eyes come back and he snaps out of it. Sorry, uh, what were we talking about? Before they can ask any more questions, Keith, the former captain of the Destune Fire Brigade, runs into the tent. Hey, you guys had better come quick. In the moonlit shadow of the Swolifonts, resting there gently, is Angelo, the strong silent turtle type, also in a pool of blood. A tall, lithe figure leaps from the shadows and lets out a loud sigh. <sighs> Joe, the scrawny Goliath, says, I'm too late. But I know who the killer is. The group stared in disbelief as Joe reached up to the Swolifont. He unhitched a wooden plank and read it to himself, then turned it upside down and read it again, and then gave up and passed it to Meg to read it for him. Meg read aloud, Chad's Nomads, Traveling Entertainers, and Murder Mystery Experience? What? Chad, the Chad's voice rang out. That's right, and for the low price of letting us tag along with all of you for the foreseeable future, we can, like, have a murder mystery every night, yo. We call it There's a Killer Among Us. Angelo came up with the idea. On the ground, Angelo whispers from inside his turtle shell, There's a Killer Among Us. Chad smiles and says, All right, let's give a hand to our cast. Woo! Liz, Dakota, and Angelo all step from the shadows and take a bow. The Destiny Knights are not thrilled. Chad smiles nervously through his white porcelain teeth. Now, the last time we tried this, they threw us out of their village, yo, so we, like, came prepared this time. So we have, traveling with us, a beverage maker! Woo! The carriage on top of the Swolifon opens up to reveal a tiki torch-style mini coffee shop, and standing there with the cutest baby platadillo on his shoulder is Kel, the first-ever barista in Yetzira and our newest patron. The Destiny Knights look stunned once again, and Tyra, their new mayor, spoke up for them. We will try your, quote-unquote, beverages first, and then decide what to do with you. 
<laughs> I guess we'll figure out what happens next time. I do love good cliffhanger. Uh, hey, thanks to our patrons once again for supporting us. This episode took roughly 16 hours or so to edit down from multiple corrupted files and misspliced audio and wrong files and wrong computers. I don't even want to get started. It was a nightmare. But we got it done, and it is up, and it is here. So go ahead, and if you want to uh, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, that is where we have most of our updates. Hey, everybody, stay safe during this holiday season, and we will see you next time here on Fire and Dice. Fire and Dice.